Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Side to Side Sportscast, where it's your boys, Will, Woody, and CJ, and you already know we come to break it down from all sides, the court side, the ring side, the sidelines, and for those sports they play outdoors, we outside, we side to side, that's how we ride. And today, we riding with the dual podcast in the building with the side to side crew. First, introducing to you our main man Don the Duel, and also our main man Rain the Duel. Fellas, welcome to the side to side sports cast. Man, we excited to have you on with us to break it on down. What's up, fellas? What's up, man? Thank you for having us. Thank you for letting us grace, uh, grace your presence, man. I'm hyped. Hey, man, you gracing our presence, man, and we appreciate it. <laughs> Definitely. We appreciate Definitely. it. Thank you guys for joining. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And I just want to take a little second to shout out to um, Batman on the scene today. Right? <laughs> you know, the, the, I heard the movie was fire. I didn't see it yet, but I heard it's a I heard it's a classic. So yeah, no spoilers. I'm on no seeing spoilers. that this weekend. What'd you say? I said no spoilers because I didn't see it either. Yeah. I didn't see you it. didn't see it either? Oh, I thought that may be why you was repping the Batman, okay? But Bruce Wayne Woody is in the building, and um, <laughs> but we already know him. Fellas, we need to get to know you some. So uh, how about we start with you, Don? You know, tell us a little bit about your sports favorites, you know, your favorite teams um, in, in any sport, your favorite players. You know, what's up? What's up, man? Hey, appreciate it again having us on, man. I'll say this. uh we're the duel, Rain and I. Rain's gonna jump in in a second, uh, introduce himself. But uh, feel free to follow us on social media: Instagram, Twitter. Uh, that's at Duel Podcast, um, and you can also search us on Spotify, Apple Music. Um, show us some love. Let's go ahead and search the Duel Podcast. But uh, gentlemen, it is an absolute pleasure to be here. Uh, and shout outs to James for hopping in our show. Which I'm starting to understand. I, he doesn't go by James around y'all. He goes by Woody. So, uh, hey, appreciate you hopping in the last episode. It was a blast. Um, yeah, a little bit about myself. Um, I'm part of the Duel, as you can see. Um, we originally went with the Duel podcast name because we were doing dual sports, football and basketball. But as of January 1st, we said, you know what, man? How can we pivot? How can we be a little bit different? So we're bringing that hoops content, fantasy tips. Uh, trade rumors, all that stuff, man. And I'll say this, my squad, my team, Portland Trailblazers, I'm a San Diego kid, so I'm sure y'all wondering why the Blazers. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Ray, I'll kick it off to you, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. Right right on, Don. Yeah. I mean, for, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Rain. I'm born and raised in the Bay Area, so I'm all the Bay Area teams. I know we're a Hoops podcast, but, you know, the Warriors are my team. The Niners are my team. I even go hockey, the Sharks. Anything Bay Area, I always represent it. Um, anything SoCal, Lakers, Dodgers, don't even want to talk about it. Let's not talk about the, who won the Super Bowl. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me. But, yeah, we'll, we'll dive in a little bit later. But, yeah, all things Bay Area, that, that's me. Awesome, man. That's what's up. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, definitely follow the Dual Sports, the Dual Podcast on social medias. Um, Fire Podcast and – Let's let's hear about some of your favorite. You talked about your favorite sports teams, right? Um, let's talk about some of your favorite players in the league. How about you, Rain? Yeah, I mean, this is without a doubt easy. It has to be Steph, right? Steph, <laughs> Steph's one of my favorite players in the league. Uh, 
he is the most disrespected uh, superstar that I've ever seen in my lifetime. I don't know. That's just me. I see all the I see all the hate coming towards him, uh, and I feel like gotta defend him most of the time, um, even even amongst Warrior fans themselves. But you know, I don't want I don't want to go there. I don't want to get I don't want to get people riled up. But wow. yeah, it has to be it has to be Steph. I am before. Also, KD, before he, he came to the Warriors, to be honest with you, all I, I'm a, I was a KD fan. So not just because when he came, but even before that. Um, now, I, I don't know. Uh, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Brooklyn can be a little different. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's, the man is in his own world. But I would say around the league is probably, yeah, Steph for sure. Um, you know, other players like Jason Tatum, Luca, all, John Morant, all the uh, uh, young up-and-comers. Man, the league, the league is just in, in, in good hands. But yeah, Don, go ahead. I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, man, I feel that. I feel on a John Moran. I would say right now there is no more exciting play athlete in the world than John Moran right now, man. So I'm right there with you. Uh, for me, my favorite basketball player, I would say top top three of all time is Steve Nash. I'm bringing that up because shout outs to Will. I know we're, ha- we're talking a little bit about the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Man, that's how I, I, I like modeled my hoops game where I peaked sophomore year because everyone started growing <laughs> taller than me. You can't tell right now, but I'm on my tippy toes. I'm 5'5 I'm five, five on a good day, bro. So I modeled my game off Steve Nash, pass first, right? Good. So, um, yeah, I mean, shout out to Steve. Uh, right now, of course, I got to rep the Blazers. So Damian Lillard, which I know is a hot topic we're going to get into. Um, and I was, yes, sir, Dame time, always, always Dame time. Check the wrist, bro. But um, Dame time. Yeah. Uh, overall favorite player of all time, Rasheed Wallace. She got to go with Sheed. Oh, ball, Sheed. don't lie. Man, don't lie, <laughs> Sheed from Simon Gratz High School, baby. That's our man right there. Love Sheed, man. Sheed is one of my favorite players of all time as well. So that's that's awesome, man. Hey, uh, just a little tidbit of information. Booty and I were actually hooping together in the summertime, man, and we just needed a point guard because I can't play guard anymore. I'm old and washed up. So, <laughs> Don, we might have to get you Don the Dimes out there with us, man, since we modeled the game after um, after Steve Nash. And Rain, your name's Rain, man. We can get you on the wing, pass it oh, yeah. to you, you know, you know, butter, baby. <laughs> I can uh, get some buckets for y'all, yeah, for sure. Hey, CJ, you can play too, man. I ain't just going to shout out everybody else on here. I mean, hey, hey, we have a starting five. Right? We literally right. have a starting five. Yeah, we do, man. Let's do it. You know, yeah. podcast hoops. You know, sports cast versus pot. Let's do it, man. Let's start a league. Let's go. But any, um, any other podcast out there, we challenge you, okay? The side to side dual cast, what we got going on right now. This five will take your five. Yes. Any, any place, any we time. Got Let's do we got it. Heart. But wait, here's this here's the kicker. Hey CJ, how tall are you? Six feet. All right. Nobody can be taller than six one. I'm six one, right? This is a six one and under lead. All right. Hey, Craig Smith, Rhino, we don't want to see you signing up for this league, man. No. We got nothing for you. But anybody that's six one and under can get it. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Now, I want to talk about. Let's talk about the Portland Trailblazers, man. You got the Blazers hat on, Don. You know, you represented my man Rasheed Wallace. Like that, that struck a hardcore with me. Because that's one of that's literally one of my favorite players of all time. You know, I got to see Sheed play in high school, uh, growing up in Philly. I just a big Rasheed Wallace fan, and I'm back when Allen Iverson played for the Sixers. I always wanted the Sixers to acquire Sheed, but Detroit made the right move. But 
I really think she had probably maybe some of his best year besides he won a championship in Detroit, but in Portland, right? So let's talk about the state of the Portland Trailblazers right now, man. You tell us, what do you think about the squad? Yes, sir. That's a good question, bro. And I'll say this. I'm rocking the hat. That's my first time in like three months because we have nothing to cheer about, man. But it's like, <laughs> no, no bright side, nothing. I'm still waiting on my Josh Hart jersey. Nah, but uh, on the real, um, I've been saying this as a Portland Trailblazer fan, knowing our team peaked in 2019 Western Conference Finals when we got swept by the Warriors. So shout out to Rain's team. I knew that that backcourt with CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard it's not going anywhere past that Western Conference, if that, right? So it is time, and I've been a huge advocate. I, I'll die on this hill to break up that backcourt. It's, it's a pity that came to an end, but uh, for me, as long as you don't trade away Dame, we still have a shot to be a strong title, a strong uh, playoff run. And I think the pieces that we got from CJ was a maximize his trade value, in my opinion. And as we know, trade deadline deals are typically a little bit more over generous as teams are getting desperate to make playoffs. The Pelicans are in the playoff tourney, so they're trying to get that star power while Zion, who knows when he gets back, but to pair him up with B.I. But to get Josh Hart, a bunch of trade assets, a first rounder that will fall in our laps if it reaches five to 14. I think what the Blazers have been missing the last couple of years, especially since we shipped off those first rounders to get Robert Cummington, which that experiment just did not work out. I think it puts us in a good position, um, a, a good position to win now to put the uh, pieces around Dame. And I think a big part of that move is the rise of Ant Simons, man. He's a, he's a candidate for most improved player. Um, last bit on this part, cause I brought up Ant already. I saw a stat on Twitter in uh, the seven game stretch since the trade. Um, it's almost identical with the, with the points per game and assists between CJ and Ant. that's 26 points roughly give or take, and then five or six assists. But for me, the difference between the two is one's 22 years old, who's still finding his way to his peak doesn't cost 31 mil plays defense and plays with tempo. So I'm happy with what, what's been going on so far. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I, I just got to say real quick before, before we get too far along in the, in the cast, I didn't get a chance to chime in yet about <laughs> <laughs> Steve, Steve Nash, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to point out first of all, I'll, I'll get back on the trailblazers bandwagon. I just had to give my shout to Steve Nash. Too. I love it, man. Yes. Yeah, hey, Steve was nasty, bro. And uh, <laughs> like, if I'm ever going to go out and watch a highlight film, I'm watching Steve Nash. Cause he's got those crazy passes. And I'm watching J, uh, white chocolate, Jay Williams. So, uh, those, those are my, my two favorite to, to watch, honestly. Um, but, Back on back on the topic of the, the the Blazers. Oh, and by the way, Rasheed Wallace, Celtics. Wish we he won the championship with us that year, but uh, that's for another time. Well, I I always got to throw in my Celtics dig, right? Um, <laughs> that's true. That's true. No, I honestly think that was a good, like uh, going going against um, you know what a lot of people think. I think breaking up that backcourt was probably necessary. The experiment lasted a while. We had talked about this on the podcast a little bit, you know, because my guys, you know, Tatum and Brown were just talking about, can they coexist? Are they going to go through the same thing that Willard and, and, and McCollum went through and then eventually just have to get rid of one to just, you know, figure something else out. Different pieces fit, you know, well together. And, um, you know, you're seeing it with Harden and Embiid right now. Like they pair well together, you know, they're, they're, bringing out the best in maxi um you know i think the the blazers are 
on their way and finding something with Simons, you know, hopefully they get him to, to, to a long-term deal and um, he can be the, the, the Robin to the Batman that, that Lillard needs right, right in house. Mm -hmm. And then you can build off of that. Um, So I'm not really down on the Blazers, you know, maybe this year, but moving forward and what they do in the off season, you know, TBD, they could be right in the hunt again next year. The, the Portland Trail Tankers, man. The Portland Trail Tankers. Right <laughs> man, I, I want to tell you, um, I actually am a big Anthony Simons fan. Um, this kid can ball. Uh, he's named after Penny, and his game is a little bit like Penny's. He's just a six foot three Penny. Um, yes, sir. But I have to admit, you know, I'm a little concerned about the Trailblazers building around Dane from this point. Like, Dane is the man, you know, but at this point, yes, I love how you pointed out Simons is pretty much producing the way CJ was. Dane isn't on the court yet. Is this going to be just a modified version of that same backcourt with just youth at the two? You know, should the Blazers actually consider, I want to hear your thoughts on this, Um, you know, any one of you, should the Blazers this offseason should they consider trading Dame? I don't think Dame's ever going to say he wants to be traded, right? But what's going to be best for the team? You know, you can get a huge overhaul of stuff for Dame. You know, I know the narrative right now is let's build around Dame like you want to. This is your star. He's committed to you. But literally, what can the Blazers do? It's hard to bring free agents to Portland. It just always has been, right? Right now, their roster is not looking like a roster that one of those, you know, top tier players is going to be like, you know what, let's go. You know, um, yep. what are they going to trade? You know, O'Shea has been what, like he makes trades and then he retrades the players he just traded for, you know, and then you have nothing. So like what like what what can the Blazers actually do? I'm not too calm and I'm not I'm not like a, a salty Suns fan. I'm just. Really, cons- I want to see Dame win. If, if Dame's in Portland, I want to see it happen. But I really don't know what they can do around Dame. And it might be time to trade him and actually let Simons be like, you know, grow into the main player out there. That's just my opinion. What do you guys think? You want to chime in, Rain, or should I get this? Go ahead. Go ahead. I know. Come on. Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. He's <laughs> <laughs> foaming at the mouth. Or should I get this, brother? Let me get in here real quick. So I'll say this. Um, one, the number one part of this new equation is Neil Shea isn't on the Blazers anymore. We got Joe Cronin, who's the interim GM, which is a huge, uh, a huge shift because the stubbornness from Neil O'Shea. Mm-hmm. So what he what he's always lacked is being aggressive. And the, his most aggressive move as our GM for what eight nine years was getting Aaron Aflalo. Like, come on, bro! Like, that's his that that's his most aggressive. That's right. his marquee trade besides the Rocco trade. But for me, um, I think you nailed it too. I, you're one of the few people that say, "Hey, Dame isn't gonna say he's gonna want to get traded, right? Dame, unless it comes from Dame's mouth, he doesn't want to be traded, right?" And I think that's the thing for me. It's one of those ride or die. He's has loyalty in his DNA. And I think with what Dame started, it's worth it for him to finish his career and, and kind of see it through. Um, mm-hmm. For me, before we started becoming the trail tanking blazers, right. We had something going on in the sense that this team always lacked defensive versatility, perimeter defense, hustle, tenacity, right. 
this gritty young Blazers team without Damian Lillard led by C, uh, sorry, led by um, Josh Hart and Justice Winslow and, and um, Ant Simons, the, who right now aren't the biggest household names. But if you add, I mean, and then Nurkic, right? right and Nurkic is out for another month. If we can add in one more all-star, add a fully healthy Damian Lillard, who said on multiple reports he has not felt himself in the last three years because of his abdominal issue. If you can get a team that gels together, has chemistry, because I think that's what's been lacking, right, with the Blazers. I think with the Dame and CJ that no one really talks about, it's like kind of, hey, this is my team. Like, whose team is this? Like, who's taking 30 shots a game? Who can who can put up the most points? But I think that that type of energy and that type of um, unsel- uh, well selfish play being broken up and now having a team where it's going to be more – fluid in their offense and not settling for ISO ball. If we, I guess the number one question here is if we can really bring in that all-star level player and we can, since we have two first rounders, two of them that can be in top 10 and a lot of cash that we freed up again, getting rid of Norm and, and Rocco. So there's a lot of ifs to see where the Blazers go, but I think part of it is it's exciting because at least we have some upside to look forward to. Got some options. Definitely yeah. some upside. Definitely some upside. Um, lot, lot these downside guys too. here, left and my right, know how disappointed I've been in the Trailblazers handling of Damian Lillard's legacy and career. But you're right. I mean, honestly, if anybody's, you know, listening to this, watching this, this is why you need to listen to the dual podcast because they break it down. They know exactly what they're talking about. The analysis is on point. Okay. On point like Steve Nash. But but here's the thing. I don't want Dame to be like Steve Nash. All right, rocking. I mean, zero zero rings. You know what I mean? Zero rings. Is it time to trade? (laughs) One last thing I want to bring up, though. There it is. The same amount of rings as Will Gaddy. I don't even know because Will Gaddy actually has one. I got a wedding ring. It's just not on right now. We're going to have to edit this out the film. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is going to be just our forehead, bro, just like this. (laughs) (laughs) But real quick, I do want to say this. Um, I'm not a stubborn Trailblazers fan in the sense that if it can make this team better and if Dame gives approval, I am okay with trading him. And there is a package, and I'm looking at CJ real quick. There's a package that I would take, and that's a Jalen oh. Brown package if Jalen Brown is included. That's that. That's like a package I would take. I absolutely would. A Marcus See, Smart, Jalen Brown package. The one, the one thing coming out of Boston media, right, is is that they would. that's not going to happen specifically because if they were to try and trade for Lillard, they would – want it as a big three right they would want brown and tatum and this was this was all right so when brown and tatum were not working in that first half of the season and it was just like is this team an eighth seed really are we is this really what we're doing right now like um and then before they turned it around found their defensive identity and and started playing well together everybody was like i mean Maybe just doing a Brown for Lillard type swap, you know, but my feeling is, is they would throw something like, you know, Rob Williams and Marcus Smart and, um, you know, maybe something like a, like, like a Pritchard and a Horford for contract. Like, you know, I, I feel like it would be a multi pack, like quality players for Lillard. And then the Celtics would be left like 
Is that a quality trade? Those pieces on free agency, uh, you know, those vets that are just like, yeah, pick me. Let's go win a championship. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll be the guys who are going to grab like Blake Griffin and uh, Andre Drummond and stuff like that. So I don't know. I mean, the path, we don't, this offseason should definitely be interesting because, mm-hmm. you know, who knows, right? Like you guys said, I, n- there's no way Lillard is going to come out there and be like, I want to be traded. Just not, we no. I mean, we'll all be shocked. If he does, I, but no, it's just not who he is, right? He's he's already said like I, I could finish my career here, and, and like you know, it's, go get him help. I just hope they go get him help, right? Somebody <laughs> yeah, go to yeah, Portland. Me too. Me too. Somebody go to Portland and help Damian Lillard. <laughs> so who could that be? Like if you if you take a look at the upcoming free agency, right? I oh. love the idea of trading for Jalen Brown. You know, um, yeah, I like Don's take. I like Don's take of him going out and like they have trade assets, right? And there's not a lot of guys who can have who have no trade clauses like that that can just block yeah. anything. So I think Portland will end up going that trade route. And then whoever goes there is going to be like, ah, yeah, you know, Lillard, I'll give it a shot with Lillard, see how things are. They got a decent roster. Let's see what we can do. You know, I don't think anybody's going to be like, nah, I'm not going to Portland to play with, you know, Lillard's not a, a selfish player like that, you know, and. Yeah, I think people can see that there's a roster there. There's something taking place. They need another star, like you said. And uh, uh, free agency might be tough. I'll, I'll say this real quick before I pass it off to Rain because I want to want Rain to chime in here. But uh, there, if if you're wondering, hey, what are names that I'm curious or I'd love to see the Blazers um, acquire either through trade or through free agency? I'll start by saying free agency is pretty scarce. I don't know if y'all seen the reagents it's like the fourth best player is like tj warren bro like it is not hot this this offseason but for me i would love to see and rain i've been bringing him up a lot on the pod uh for for trade proposals but john collins would be dope i think that there's there is some potential there we got the money we got the cash i'd love to get john i think that the pick and pop the pick and roll with with lillard that's what he's missing that flexible that that uh versatile four or a stretch four that can defend the perimeter, Jeremy Grant. So I think those are my top two. My uh, James mentioned this in our pod, but a Santa's list, man. Those are my two, my, my two top options. Man, that's well put, well put. I think I think they would be great. That could actually Collins could actually change the franchise like around Dame. Like that's the type. Of I'm thing. getting a tribal tattoo, bro. If he if he if he makes it on our team, <laughs> I'm gonna get the same same exact one, bro. Right here. <laughs> We're holding you to it. We're, re- we're replaying this when John. I'm gonna get the notification. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna be great. We're gonna have to do a GoFundMe. That one's gonna be pricey, right? <laughs> um, the the Blazers are sitting just a game and a half out of the play-in. Do you honestly want to see them get into the play-in? Nah, you just said Pittman Trail Tankers. That's what he said. Yeah, they're failing failing at the tank. Like they, I mean, look, they're they're not too far out of the play-in. Like you know, it's it's still possible. I want I want to hear what Rain says. What Rain? (laughs) Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, he says he wants he wants the Blazers in that play-in. The only reason the only reason why I would want them in is I would love to see them play the the Pelicans. You know, in a playing game, right? Pelicans, Blazers, Ooh, yeah. Or I would love to, I would love to that see them play dope. the Lakers and upset the Lakers. I would love that too. So that's why Ooh. I would want to see them in. If the Lakers wind up in the play-in, they're getting played. They're played out pretty much. Like they're, <laughs> they're not going to win. Like it's, it's yeah. just, it's a disaster in LA. And now the Blazers lost five straight, right? But 
Let's transition. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Man, you, okay, you got a transition saying Blazers lost five straight. Come on, man. Cool. <laughs> I want to. The Blazers are at. The Blazers are booty, but let's go next. That was straight up disrespectful. I was about to disrespect Dub Nation, too, but I'll delay that disrespect. Go ahead. What were you about to say? Just to wrap up on the Blazers, I think – what they can look to, they can look to the Bucks and the Suns, right, with how to build their teams as a small market team, like draft well, sign one or big free agent. Then that's how you attract more people coming in. It's a lot harder for small market teams to maintain, you know, their players and, and winning. But I think if you, you were to look at a blueprint, the Blazers can look at the Suns and the Bucks, And, you know, obviously well, they Warriors, both made the yeah. finals last, last yeah. year. Yeah. So no, I wanted to add in on that. No, that's that's a phenomenal yeah, point. Well taken. Um, that is it. I actually do believe the, the believe the um, Blazers can turn it around. And in my opinion, it's hard to like you know rely on free agency and what type of trades are out there. But um, the, you know, like the players you named and just building through the draft, you know, those could definitely be some things. Right now, the Blazers lost five straight. Right, but they're still hanging into the play. So you went back to it. You went right. Oh uh, yeah, because because I still wanted to do what I was going to do, so I'm gonna do it now, right? You know, we want them to come back. That's just five. That's just five. Now the Dub Nation, one of the hottest teams in the league all throughout the year, are just three wins in their last ten games, right? Mm -hmm. But but you still you can never count out the Golden State Warriors because. You know, that team, one thing that I really respect about the Warriors is they did it the right way. Yes, KD left last year. Clay was hurt. Steph didn't, you know, Steph was, was playing, but, you know, um, Steph was hurt. Like, you, you, it, was, it wasn't was a great season last year. What'd you say? He was balling when he came back. Steph was, he was playing. Oh, yeah, he, was, he was balling when they came back. But, but last year, the role players got a lot of significant time, right? Yeah. Jordan Poole got a lot of significant time. You know, um, now this year you got Poole, you got Toscano, you know, you got Gary Payton the second who is playing like he's looking like Andre Iguodala 2.0 out there right now. Um, the Warriors have role players and they have my favorite rookie in the draft, Jonathan Kuminga, who I said on this sportscast um, a while ago would be in the race for rookie of the year. That doesn't look like it's going to happen. But I still think he's one of the more talented rookies um, in this class. So I'll tell you what. I'm a Suns fan. I think it's going to come down to us. I'm free. I'm not going to lie. I really am. Like I, Because I want Chris Paul to get a championship, but I'm afraid, man. I, I don't think it matters what the Warriors' record is right now. They're going to be ready come playoffs, man. What you think, Rain? Yeah, exactly. So you took the words out of my mouth. Like We're talking about the Warriors as the second best team in the whole league i mean not anymore but they're struggling right they, they, they like you said they only won three games out of their 10 but right now what they're trying to do is unique is because they're trying to rebuild and win at the same time which we've seen before it's really hard to do in the league mm -hmm. and i think you know with draymond being out the defense has slipped a lot which which has led to all the all the l's uh, so far i mean i'm a diehard warrior fan i've seen plenty of l's in, in my lifetime but so a five game losing streak that's nothing to me um but i will say in these games it's we're, we're blowing we're blowing big leads in the fourth quarter uh it's not like we're getting blown out the entire game like we're in the games but we just can't close games out and that's the big problem but when draymond comes back when iguodala comes back james wiseman when we have that closing lineup come back i think we'll be just fine 
Like do you like I was I was telling Don uh, last week and James, you think Steve Kerr cares about a March eighth game in the regular season, or do you think he cares more about uh, second round or Western Conference Finals game four against the Suns? Right. So for me, I'm not I'm not panicking. I'm not worried. I think we'll turn it around. And the bright the good thing right now is that actually Kaminga, Moses Moody, like cool, all the young players are actually playing very well in important minutes right now. So that is only going to benefit the team once we're fully healthy and then we go into the playoffs. And then Steph, Clay, Draymond, the vets, they know what time it is once we get yeah. in. I think the big thing to point out too, right here is like they've been without James Wiseman, who's yeah, so supposed supposed to be a pretty good player, right? I mean, like we haven't seen a lot of him. He's gonna help that inside game, you know. We, I, I just feel like they're going to get stronger. Like you said, all the young guys are actually like gelling with that team, which is scary. And like Clay Thompson, we forget that he hasn't been playing that long. Like he doesn't have all his legs under it. Like, he's not peak Clay Thompson yet. And you know, they're going to be super dangerous. Like, you know, come, come playoff time. And I, like you said, you know, it, I don't, I don't think it matters what their record is. And you know, in, in the, whoever plays them, whoever gets the warriors, nobody, wants warriors first round right like they're people are gonna dread it right like teams are gonna be dreading it if like the warriors keep slipping a little bit and they hit the four seed there nobody wants to be in that five seed they're gonna be trying to just they're gonna be playing their bench players trying to drop back to six just you know maybe we'll get memphis um instead because frankly i don't know i don't know about you guys feel free to chime in here i i think the warriors still would blow memphis out in a in, in a series i'll tell you a team that's probably really disappointed um right now and that's the denver nuggets you know <laughs> they're the sixth and you know you got nicola yeah. Jokic having an mvp caliber season you know with the numbers mm-hmm. he's putting up about the back-to-back mvp and the, you know they got swept by the suns last year they're trying to make a run this year once they get into the playoffs they haven't been fully healthy but if, if the playoffs ended today and Golden State was at uh, three and Denver's at six, man, they're going to make McNuggets out of them Denver boys, man. Like, they got to get their be guy a bad look for Jokic. Yeah, uh, Jamal Murray's supposed to be uh, coming back soon in MPJ. I mean, the re- reports are saying that they may be ready by playoffs or even right before. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see, man. I think I, Jokic is another conversation, bro, like – what he's yeah. doing to that team he's literally that would be a, a bottom dwelling team if it wasn't for Jokic. and they're like you said they're they're almost at five like come on bro, yeah. they're crazy yeah yeah you know, and, I, go ahead yeah. I, i've been i've been thinking i think it's literally been for the last like 25 minutes because i five minutes into the sportscast rain you were saying that you felt like steph curry was one of the most um, disrespected superstars of this generation for literally 25 minutes. I've been thinking in my head, like, ah, is he getting disrespected? Like, you know, I, I'm a huge fan. I think we're all right. I am fans. too. And I'm a Celtics guy. Like, you know, I think- but <laughs> it just clicked literally the light bulb. I wish you could see it. It just clicked because the man has three rings, no finals MVPs, right? People do look at him and they say, is he flash? Is he sizzle with no stake? Can he win by himself? Or can he win with just the team that they have right now with just Clay? Right? Did they need KD in order to keep that dynasty alive? There has been disrespect 
for playoff Steph. Steph hasn't even been to the playoffs now in a couple of years. So this is a chance that if they do make it, I'm telling you this chef is about to be cooking something up because I think the disrespect is there. And I think he, he's going to try to make a name for himself. This might be the year. Well, all right. All right. I mean, real quick, I want to say something real quick, because when you said that, uh, like a light, I, I just thought of the bat signal coming from the, from the hat. <laughs> just, you literally do have a light when you're hitting yeah, yeah. Like one of those, bro. I was like, okay. <laughs> no, and I, I also, I also didn't get to say, you know, like, don't, don't feel bad about that, that transition, you know, like the Blazers are still, you know, they could still do their thing, you know, like with, <laughs> Gaddy, Gaddy, Gaddy sometimes likes to, to, I was going to say, troll, man. He, likes to, he likes to bring the transition. He's done this to Woody and the Jets so many times. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I, I love, no, I love it, man. I love it. I love it. He's going to be like, yo, Golden State's three and seven in their last 10. Yeah. All right. Next topic. <laughs> we, we, we call it we call it trolling transitions, man. I'm sure. But um, I, I, I do like want to talk man. about the Steph disrespect. I actually agree with you, Rain. I'm a big Steph Curry fan. I think he's the greatest point guard to ever play in the NBA. Right now, I argue with a lot of Philly fans, right, and a lot of fans in Philadelphia disagree. And the reasons why, oh yeah, he can shoot but he's not a facilitator. I'm like, do you watch stuff? Because th this is why the, this is why LeBron could not beat the Warriors, right? Because the way they play is they will let Draymond facilitate and Steph will score like 18 points in four game minutes. Then they let Steph facilitate and Clay will score like another like 15 to 20. And they keep rotating who's torching, right? That's Steph true. can absolutely facilitate. You know, if you want him to facilitate the whole game, Steph will average over 10 assists per game. I'm so confident in that. But not only is he good at that, man, obviously he's got range that we've never seen before in the NBA. I think he was robbed out of his finals MVP. There is no way Andre Iguodala should have got finals MVP, you know. Um, Steph did have a couple rough games against Delhi, but he was by far the best player in that series, and the reason why – Golden State won that championship. So I agree. Steph is incredibly disrespected. Um, a lot of people argue that he's not the, um, you know, a top five point guard of all time. And to me, I just look, yeah, I love no disrespect to Magic Johnson, but Steph Curry has changed the position. A lot of point guards from now until another couple decades are going to be pulling up from whose range? Steph's range. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's just, yeah, it, yeah, he's talk about fun players to watch. I mean, good. Like what he's able to do is like, we haven't, we, we haven't seen anybody like him ever. Right. That's why he's changed the game because he just figured out like, okay, I'm not the biggest guy out here. I'm just going to learn how to shoot a high percentage from like deep, like guys are going to have to cover me. And on top of that, I'm going to, crazy handle like and be able to distribute it like we we haven't seen that caliber you know we've seen guys like nash who have gr the similar ball handling skills like uh, exceptional court vision can hit the three but nash wasn't pulling from that distance you know what i mean consistently it wasn't like stepping over half court and people being like oh get get the hands up hands up time like 
like that's tough. That is tough to defend, and that that's a lot of energy spent on the defense. Like you got to have a point guard who's willing to just grind for forty eight minutes and stay on his hip. And the last thing I'll leave with is if there's two guys in the league, straight up, two guys in the league that ha- that oh sh- oh crap, we left them open for three. And you can just walk around and turn away and be like, well, there's three. Clay and Steph. And it's just, you know, you're just, you're sitting there like, you know, like sometimes you're like, oh, I hope he misses. I just, you might as well just flip. Yep. All right, cool. Steph probably turned around before you did. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that, but that's what I'm saying is like that having those two guys on that team, you can't ever rule them out of like being world champions. Steph doesn't. Steph and Clay, I don't know if they can lead their own team, right? They're not that type of player, right? They're not the bull of LeBron. They, you know, they're not that type of player. But together, whoo, boy, Splash Bros are something, man. There's something. I don't know, Rain. Did that sound like disrespect to you? Steph can't lead his own team. No, I think I think it's I think that's part of it, right? Like that's part of the reason why he's disrespected is the way that he goes about it like he's not this alpha male pumping his chest walking around yes he does showboat he does showboat when he's but he's making all these crazy shots he deserves he's making these crazy this this is out of this world so yes i would showboat too if i was making those types of shots yeah so like you know that that's part of the reason why is because you know he's not very like animated he's not very you know alpha like to everybody yelling at everybody on the sidelines he's more of like hey I'm calm. I'm cool. I'm collected. Clay is my number two, right? Or you can even say they're one A and one B, and that's been the entire culture of the Warriors for the past decade, right? And now you got these youngsters coming in. They understand how to play basketball the Warrior way, I guess you can say. Um, and I'll say, I'll say this too: What other guy is getting double teamed at half court once he crosses the half court line? I don't. Nobody. Nobody really? else. <laughs> and if he got the type of foul uh, foul calls that James Harden got. He'd average forty easy. <laughs> my, my, uh, just to, just to clarify, right? Like, I'm just trying to put this into the perspective of like, I don't want to bash Steph's greatness. I truly think that he is quite literally one of the best point guards to ever play the game. I smell but, some disrespect coming. Here we go. Here we go. Bro, listen, LeBron James, like his rookie year. I don't see like LeBron James his rookie season, 2007, lost to the Spurs. Brought. Look at the roster that was around him. Like, yeah. just. What he was, the fact that he was able to bring that team to a finals, like, I don't know if Steph is that type of player to be able to, like, just, like, have that full saddle. Like, yes, he would be able to to certainly make that team much better, but I don't think if you replace Steph with LeBron on that team that that's – in an Eastern Conference Finals, that, right. that's my comparison. Just yeah. to say where my head's coming from. Yeah, I mean uh, that's fair enough. But also, you know, LeBron was playing against Gilbert Arenas and Antoine Jameson and the Wizards, and you know who, whoever else he played back then in that era of basketball. I would I, I would say that to the path of the championships that Steph has played, been one of the best teams. Like the West that's in, in those times were like. You had all five first all NBA first team guys, and Steph had to play them to to win in 2015. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I do agree with you. Like, I am not a, opposed to LeBron's legacy and what he did. I mean, he had Sujunas Ilgauskas, right? 
as his <laughs> as his number as his number, yeah, number two, right? Sasha, yeah. Sasha Pavlovich out there and yeah. hit like critical threes. Yeah. Larry Hughes, bro. Yeah, yeah. Larry, yeah, man. You know it. You know Larry Hughes is out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. he was out there. I I got a lot of respect for the job Steph did last year with those guys around him. Um, a lot of superstars wouldn't have been able to take that team to a play in, right? Yeah. Especially with the game, because Steph, Steph actually let them grow. Like I, I think his Steph could have went out there and tried to score fifty a night and make 10 threes a game because he's capable of trying to do that. Right. But he was committed to letting those guys figure it out, right? While still trying to keep the team competitive. And that was a very pivotal year. I mean, I think the Warriors, regardless of where they find wind up in the standings this year, whether it be two or three, <laughs> two or three, right? Um I still think they're the most dangerous team in the West. And I think that going forward, they're going to continue to be dangerous because, you know, they're probably going to re-sign Jordan Poole. Who knows what the market is going to be on him. But, I, you know, they're going to try to keep – then you got Wiseman who's going to be growing up. And he hasn't even re- – yeah, we haven't even seen him get close to his potential. But Draymond Green is a big – Draymond is exactly what Wiseman needs because Draymond gets on him hard. And um, you're going to see a beast in Wiseman. It's a shame we didn't really get to see him play this year. And then my guy, man, Jonathan Kuminga, who to me is like literally the next Kawhi Leonard. I'm, I'm not even exaggerating. He really has that type of potential. Uh, this this team, they did it the right way. It's 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 incredible um, what 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 they're doing. So, uh, Rain, question. Yeah. If we meet in the Western Conference Finals, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Suns, Warriors, WCF. Who do you got? Warriors and seven. Warriors and seven. Yeah, it's going to go to seven. Now that game seven, right? Are we talking like final possession or are we talking like route? Not route. There's going to be wider wire each game. It's just who can who can execute the most during crunch time. Like two minutes left, right? I don't know, game tied or y'all are up by three or five, or we're up by three or five, who, who can execute, who can make the game the game winning plays, right? I just hope game seven schedule-wise ends up being on a Sunday at like 3 p.m. So that way, like, I can get myself together and get some sleep that night. Because if it's a <laughs> night game and the Suns lose at the end and they don't go to the finals, then I'm, I'm not going to sleep that night. You might you might have a doctor's appointment the next day, like, you know, just falling out of work and just oh man fetal position. Um, no, that that's honestly that my my palms are like sweaty thinking about that series. Like <laughs> that that would be wire to wire. Like I, I I honestly don't know at this point. Full health, full like rosters as they are right now. Whew. That would be a fun one to watch. I think they're, and that's the thing is that I was saying before is like I'm not trying to say Memphis is overrated, um, because because they're a good team, but just knowing what the Warriors and and the Suns have as far as experience and yep. and just yeah. having done this, like both those guys, they meet up meet up in the playoffs. Woo, boy, that's gonna be a fun one to watch. I do think the Warriors are gonna. It's gonna be. I, th- I think is you know. And that second round is going to be Warriors Grizzlies because the Grizzlies are are really really good, and um, I, I don't think they can. I don't think they have enough experience to beat the Warriors, right? Um, do any of you guys have experience in playing fantasy basketball? 
<clears throat> Absolutely. Yes. We, we got we got an active league going on right oh, now. Oh, listen. Next year, yeah. I need to be in your league, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what. Expansion. Let's get it. Can't <laughs> ever find people to play fantasy basketball with me. It's you you want to talk about disrespect? <laughs> we talked about disrespected players. This is a whole disrespected forum. Like people across the world don't care about fantasy basketball because it's not fantasy football, right? Yep. So, Thanks. fellas, what do you guys like most about fantasy basketball and what keeps you playing? Oh, I'll just say this. Th thanks for not starting in with a, a Blazers with a five five game losing streak. So I appreciate that. I'll find, I'll find, I'll find. But uh, honestly, man, I think you said it right. You literally said it right. And why we pivoted and, and rebranded to the dual strictly hoops because we want to own this this space that's kind of like uncharted territory. Because like yeah. you said, podcasts, YouTube channels, all that good stuff, all fantasy football, right? Like, like there's commercials on this stuff, right? Yeah. Ads, all that stuff. So Ray and I, we're, we're trying to take full, full charge of this, this space that, like you said, isn't really a household name, but Ray, I'll let you chime in, man, because there's a lot I can talk about right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, we want to make fantasy basketball as popular as fantasy football, because there's yeah. even some people that don't really watch football, like th that are in a fantasy football work league, right? right? And they'll join. So we want to do the same thing for fantasy basketball. I think what I really enjoy for, with fantasy basketball personally mm -hmm. is that some players that I might not watch on a nightly basis, like for I'll, I'll throw out like I don't know Darius Garland, right? Or 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 Evan Mobley, or even just the Cavs in general. Wendell Carter, bro. Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter, Dejounte Murray, right? We can keep going down the line, but these players that normally I don't watch, like it's cool to see, like these guys are ballers. Like we forget this is the NBA. There's a Dude. lot of good players in NBA. And, you know, if you just watch the nationally televised games, you don't really get to see a lot of these guys all the time. So I think for me, cause I'm just a hoop head like that. Yeah. That's my favorite part about um, fantasy, fantasy basketball. Yeah, no, it's just and, and on that same topic, like being able to find these gems before they start thriving, like, like Josh Giddy, Rain and I called Josh Giddy mm. two weeks into hooping, like, like we already knew this is a diamond in the rough. Like like seeing players like that, where you'll you'll start to know the third string, uh, um, um, backup uh, center right that got called up for the second time on a second ten day contract right. Like uh, that, that that lets me know the analytics of Bismack Biombo, bro. So like it's just like crazy because <laughs> fantasy hoops helps get you in. And again, this is like for hoop heads, like you said. But I think it's so funny you say that because I know so many homies that basketball is their first sport, if you will. Like that's what they follow the most. But they have like five uh, fantasy basketball, uh, sorry, football leagues. But then when I'm like, oh, you're trying to trying to join our 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 league, it's just like, all right, like let's get it. I'll say this real quick: we have two spots open. We're gonna expand it to 12 teams at a 10-teamer. Hey, so, Let's I mean, go. spots are going to be open, fellas. I'm in. Well, let, me, yeah. let me talk to you about that, actually, because I feel like I just fit that mold. All right? I grew up playing basketball. All right, I think there was a basketball in the wound that I just came out <laughs> was trying to dribble when I was born. You know what I mean? <laughs> but now... Uh-oh. But now... You know, we're talking about what fancy sports I'm playing. I am in four fancy football leagues, Okay. Uh, but I'm in zero fancy basketball league. So let me let me tell you what my two biggest challenges are, and, and what would you got? What would the duel say to my two big challenges? So number one, I think fantasy football is you know pretty standardized with the scoring. There are like different right. There's like standard or like PPR, but 
any way you slice it, if if someone off the street asks me to play fantasy football, I know that Patrick Mahomes is a good pick. Okay, but in fantasy basketball, the scoring could be all different types of it could be categories, it could be totals. Now, when you go to the categories themselves, are we doing three point uh made percentage or are we doing rebounds, assists, turnover? Like you have no idea. Like Russell Westbrook, someone who gets triple doubles all the time could be fire, but if it's one of those percentage leagues, then mm-hmm. he's trash. So it's like a whole lot to to learn. That's like a huge, huge, huge disadvantage that, you know, fancy basketball, the scoring could literally be anything. And yep. obviously, number two, for those work leagues, I mean, hey, you know, you just got to make sure you set your lineup by Thursday. That's it. You know, you set it by Thursday. Maybe someone gets hurt, you know, Friday. Someone, you know, has the flu. Of course, these last two years, you know, someone has COVID. But, like, in the NBA – Yo, that's every day, you know, everyday maintenance. What would you say to the people that, you know, are worried about those two things when they're trying to get into fancy, fancy hoops? Hey, Brandon, I'll get the first one. You want to get the second one? Yep, you read my mind. Go ahead. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> Man, I got that dual connection, bro. I swear. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Uh, 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 Will was like, hey, are you guys in the same room? And, like, imagine we just, like, pop up or, like, right next to each other. I don't know why. That's so funny. He's like, oh, yeah, he's right here, bro. Like, that's so funny, bro. That's how it feels like, though. Like, uh, that's my guy. Anyway, um, so I'll I'll bring up the scoring because I am the commish. Like, I'm not trying to not trying to brag. I'm not trying to say like Adam Silver, man, flex. <laughs> Don Don Woj, but no, nah, but um, <laughs> so the reason why I bring that up is you want to make it a democracy, not you want to make sure everyone that's a part of the league like agrees. So I always make sure that I let the uh, rain can hopefully vouch this. Let the let everyone vote on it. So we do. I'll start off by saying what we use, like the the scoring. So it's head to head scoring, right? And just real quick for those, because to Will's point, I'm we're trying to bring this in as a household name. So for those of you that don't know what head to head scoring means, is there is a point percent, like a point, right? So a value per each st- statistic, right? So there's positive and negative. How I'm going to simplify this is if you've played fantasy football. We try making our league head-to-head scoring as similar as possible to fantasy football, right? Because when you throw a touchdown, that's what? Uh, four points. If you catch a touchdown, six points, right? So, like, same concept with head-to-head scoring. If you shoot a three, that's three points. If you miss a three, that's negative one. So we try to make it an easy transition. If you're used to play, playing fantasy football, to make that transition because, as we know, like, you, you mentioned a really good um, – uh, debatable player right with with Westbrook Westbrook my bad I didn't, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Westbrook I swear I did I did not mean to do that. Anyway um the fact that Russell I'll make my, I'll make it easier we're gonna and it's a good segue in a second. Russell right <laughs> Russell brings a triple double so that's an additional again with based off your commissioner based off of your pointing system that's an additional six points. So it's, it is one of those things that if you know that he can pad stats, right? If you know that he's a walking double-double, really quick pro tip, like stack up on big men because high percentage, rebounds, and scoring, right? So it's one of those things that if you follow hoops, like ill organically, you'll, you'll be able to hopefully thrive within a couple go-rounds with, with, with playing fantasy hoops. What you got, bro? Yeah, for the, the, the second question, I mean, I will say uh, having a fantasy basketball team is like having a part time job at, at times. Like, <laughs> let's be like to be real. But in terms of, you know, for football, you're, you're right, Woody, like 
all you have to do is you have to check before the Thursday night game, set your lineup, and then you're good for the week. Now, actually, for fantasy basketball, there, there are features like that where you go in Sunday night or even Monday morning. You can say, hey, I want to set my lineup for the week, and then you can set it and forget it. But the thing is with fantasy basketball is that, especially with this season, with COVID and, and everything that's going on, injuries, right, you have to know who's on the waiver wire. Like, you, you literally have to be on the waiver wire every day. Like, that should be part of your morning routine when you wake up. If you're in a fantasy basketball league, you got to look at the waiver wire. You got to look at who, who, who's getting dropped, who's available, who's hurt. I mean, Don probably has the most <laughs> transactions in our league. Whenever I want to pick up a guy, it's like, oh, I already picked up by Don's team. You know, like, that's how competitive and that's how quick it is. Um, but I think it, it is fun, right? Because, like, this, this season, Lance Stevenson was picked up. Right. Like, you know, the last time we seen him play was a while. But, you know, th th that's the type of thing. Like if you are, uh, you know, not even just like a like a hoop head, but if you want to become a fan of the game, a fan of basketball, um, I think, yeah, fantasy basketball is, is the way to go. And like Don said, we try to make it similar to fantasy football. So that way the transition is a lot more easier than being overwhelmed with like, oh, field goal percentage. Oh, three pointers missed, three pointers made. It's the exact same thing as as fantasy football. There's a lot of there's a lot of stats there too. So try to make it and easy. One last thing about uh, like how big your league is, right? Because sometimes you're in a 16 team league, right? And then yeah. four or five of them are check it out, right? Yeah. So I make sure I literally. It's almost like I go through auditions. Like, are like <laughs> you have to be serious about this. Because yes. if, if if we catch you like not sending your lineup, I'm not gonna invite you next year. I'm gonna make sure yeah. that that you're dedicated. And that's what makes it fun, bro. Yes. Like, like the the seeds one through six is like well two through six is like separated by like one or two games so it's crazy, but but Rain's right I always have that alarm at like twelve a.m. so I can sneak <laughs> this is me guys this is me and then, uh. and then, <laughs> I set that alarm it's it's nighttime I set that alarm stealth mode and then and then there I go I swoop on those players. <laughs> my girl's like what are you doing bro i'm like it's waiver wire <laughs> it's waiver wire time right no that's Come great on, contracts these 10-day contracts are happening right now i think you guys you guys actually nailed it for me because you know i haven't been in a fantasy basketball league uh this is the third straight season uh, I was I was always the commissioner, but I got tired of chasing people down and then they're not, you know, people just they don't ever touch their lineup. And it's like me and two other people that are like committed and it's, it just gets played out. So I haven't played it. But one of my favorite things about it was, like you said, your words, if you're a hoop head, you're doing yourself a disservice by not playing fantasy basketball because you miss out on certain things. Like, for example, this year, um, DeAndre Ayton was out. McGee was out. Suns acquired Bismack Biombo, and he just went on this tear of games where he was getting yes, double doubles. He was blocking shots, and like you can't get hype about that unless you have him on your fantasy team. And if you love basketball, you don't even have to be a Suns fan. But if like Bismack is winning games for you, you like yo Bismack Biombo is doing the thing. Right. And you feel more connected to the league. It's the same reason why people play fantasy football you know people don't even know much about the rules in the actual nfl but they play fair you can't have a conversation with them about the x's and o's and what actually took place on the field but they'll tell you yeah steph uh stefan Diggs, 11 catches you know i got a ppr league 
They have me 110 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. You know, they can they can talk to you about that. That's all they know. You know, they're not going to be able to talk to you about the defense, but this keeps that fan connected to the NFL. It can do the same in the NBA, and I think it's phenomenal that the duel is on the job to represent fantasy basketball. Ladies and gentlemen, they only got two spots left, and I'm taking one of them. But you need to get in your own league. You need to get in your own league next year. <laughs> yeah, I will say too, like fantasy basketball is not as publicized as fantasy football, right? Um, right. I think that's another that's another part of it. But to, to your point, when you talked about uh, Biombo, hey, I picked up Jalen Smith before he got traded. He got me. He got me some wins Jaylen, a couple Jaylen weeks. Smith, I picked him up. Yeah. yeah, I picked up Bismack, bro. That's why I brought that up, man. Yeah. He was selling a tear. I was at dinner. I was like, okay, Biombo, yeah. let's go, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was, he was on. Like, on eBay, looking up Biombo jerseys, <laughs> the Hornets jersey, bro. I was at the. I was actually at the Phoenix Suns versus Indiana Pacers game in Phoenix. Um, it was like January twenty second. It was like that weekend uh, of that week, and um, Bismack had like eighteen and fourteen and and like three blocks, and he was just killing. And the dude behind me had him on his fantasy team. And if I could have recorded how hype he was getting. He's like, yo, put Bismack back in. And I'm just like, see, that's I like you, man, because that's fantasy basketball is actually fun. But what makes it not fun is when the league is down to like three people that's active. You know, that just makes it, it just waters it down. That's real quick, would, it's funny yeah. CJ brought up uh it's real, real quick. It's funny that right. CJ brought the jersey because Rain knows um a rule that I implemented that we implemented was we voted on it. Um highest scorer gets a jersey of their choice at the end of the Ooh, season. Okay. Wow, so, like you should have yes. learned with that. I just want to let everybody know that the last spot's closed too. So they're going <laughs> to let's go. <laughs> in, let's go. Yeah, I'm a Jersey that. guy, bro. You know, I, I'm, I love I'm, it. Bro. That. Dude, I admire it right there. now, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say too, I should have brought this up earlier, but another incentive to get people playing the entire season is that for in our league, the loser. So here's what the loser has to do. <laughs> the oh. loser. We decided has to, to be John Collins tattoo. The last place a person has to be a super fan of one of the most hated NBA players. So right now we have Pat Bev up there. We have Kuzma. Uh, and so for an entire Kuzma, week, bro. yeah, for an entire week, the, the, the last place player has to, you know, comment and repost like off of their social media uh, <laughs> of one of one of the most hated players in the league. Wow. <laughs> now that's dope. That's a, that's a very unique. They gotta, gotta own, own it. it. They gotta own it. Yeah. They gotta own it. Wow, that's dope, and that's a very unique uh, perspective right there. That's good. So, fellas, you know, killed it on the court side for him. Killed. I mean, it's great conversations. You know, talking about the Trailblazers, talking about Dub Nation, and talking about fantasy basketball, right? But where would you guys now that Russell Wilson? has gotten traded to the Denver Broncos. Let's just go to the sidelines for a second, right? Is Russell Wilson a valuable, a more valuable fantasy quarterback now with the weapons he's going to have there in Denver or just outside of fantasy? What do you think about the Broncos now that Russell Wilson is going to be their quarterback? You go first, Rand, since uh, he left their division, bro. Yeah, so I, I would say as a, as a Niner fan, I, I love it. Good riddance. Oh man, that guy, that guy. I could not sleep. That guy gave me nightmares, man. He owned. I'm not gonna lie. He owned the Niners, and to really? see him out of the division, 
Um, I love it. But you know what? As a football fan, too, respect, man. Like, he, he was there for a decade. He was getting beat up with no offensive line. And then once the Legion of Boom started, you know, uh, departing, like, he carried that team as much as he could. Uh, but to not see him in a division anymore, I love it, man. I love it. And I think, you know, with the Broncos, with, with the weapons that he has, oh, man. Jared Judy, first-round pick in fantasy football <laughs> next oh. season. Just, you know, hey. I want to be in your, if you're going to take Jared Judy in the first round, I want to be in your fantasy yeah, football yeah. league, too. Yeah, I don't know about, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. Judy, Judy's going off, though. He, no, yeah, he's, no, 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 he's no, great, no, man. It's just the injury. Williams, injury bug. That's, that's all. That's true. Bro. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's how it is, no. point, point well taken. Um, Don, how hey. you feeling? How am I doing? Not not so well, man. With, with the news with 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 uh, Russ Wilson, man. I mean, for respect in the sense that he came to, he was previous part of the hardest division, arguably, right? With the Cardinals and Rams and uh, Niners, of course. But now, like, come on, bro. Like, I'm not even gonna take shots fired at Derek Carr because he's still a he's he's a reputable quarterback. He can still sling it, man. Like, he's still a yards leading. Uh, um, quarterback, but um, bro, that AFC West, uh, sorry, a yeah, AFC West is gonna be a bloodbath, bro. Like, oh, definitely a bloodbath. Oh, yeah, like, bro, that there's no guarantees across all those different teams. I'm not even gonna sleep on the Raiders, I can't even talk, man. Like, I'm, I'm gonna own it, bro. They they shut us out, but for the regular season game to sneak into that playoff, so it's just like you never know. But I think what this does is it alters the shift in strategy, uh, with uh, Chargers and most likely uh, other division, um. Um, with the um, Raiders and the and the Chiefs, how they're going to draft and also add free agents. That's my mm -hmm. opinion. Like for me, we were thinking about Chris Olave uh, from the Ohio State, Garrett Wilson, mm -hmm. Ohio State, right? We're looking at uh, a bunch of different um, skills players. But after this trade, we better go cornerback. We better go defense, 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 and also free agency with some defense. So <clears throat> I think this alters the strategy on how um, – a lot of the AFC is going to be looking at the Broncos moving forward. As we all know here, like the Broncos almost snuck into barely, but almost snuck into playoffs with a cross hybrid of Teddy Bridge and Drew Locke, right? So like you add an, an all pro potential future Hall of Famer, right? Who's only 33, a lot of gas left in the tank. You have one of the best defenses already, right? You have all the offensive weapons, as you mentioned already, Adding the the back uh, field tandem if they re-sign Melvin uh, Gordon right mm -hmm. with Javante Williams who's gonna be feasting bro he's gonna be a top five in in uh, in fantasy in my opinion for for running backs I think he has it with him if if Melvin Gordon doesn't get re-signed but they're scary bro like I'm not happy about that at all be before I, I, I talk about the Broncos I just I just need I need to say something to these Seahawks because this word has been thrown around on this sportscast a lot and it's the word disrespect. Did anybody see the tweet? Yes. The Seahawks tweet, how they announced, how they just shipped off their franchise quarterback who gave them everything that he had to give behind that patchwork O-line that Rain mentioned before. They had the audacity, the audacity to have Tom Hanks screaming, Wilson, where is Wilson? As it, like, Did he disrespect the organization? What did he do to you? What, what, I, what? I don't understand it. I don't understand it. So, Speaking of tweets, 
we, we got to bring this up. I'm so sorry about it. Speaking of tweets, I got to say this before I forget. Someone said that the skills players on the Broncos are going to be pissed because they can't play future in the locker room anymore. Oh, yeah, I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen that tweet. I've seen that tweet. Yeah, I did see that too. The disrespect, TV. man. The disrespect. I. All I'm saying is Broncos are definitely going to be a, a beast to be worried about. I do also think, though, that the Seahawks got a, a, a decent haul, though, like – you know, everyone's talking about the Broncos, and yeah, I mean, they're definitely going to be fired. But I don't think the Seahawks are going away. Uh, they might, they might be taking a nap this year. <laughs> you know, this year might not be great. But I mean, with their haul, two first rounders, two second rounders. Noah Font is a tremendous uh, tight end. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to be sleeping too long. Yeah. Let me just say, no, real quick. I don't have a lot to. To, to dig into here so i'll leave it off to you real quick but i gotta point this out because me and woody were so hyped on uh on the the nf uh the nfc west last year and the new nfc west because russell wilson <laughs> went over to the afc now i'm on the hype train of the afc west because right there. we thought that was going to be a bloodbath last year right that was the division that was just going to be like who the heck's going to come out on top right like it's just ridiculous now Russell Wilson, ironically, just made that shift happen because look at the quarterbacks that you're dealing with in that division. Like, I mean, they're crazy. It's it's going to be a wild, wild time. I mean, and who knows who the Raiders are going to draft to? Like, who knows who everybody's going to pick up in the draft? The Raiders are probably going to get you know whoever whoever had the best forty time. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then the rest of them will fall into place. But uh, yeah, that was my that was my only comment because I just it was the irony of just NFC West, AFC West, and now it's just like, yeah. well, we kind of know what's going to happen in the in the NFC West, and now yeah. Let me let me ask you guys. Let me ask you guys this, right? Because now from the NFC perspective, AFC is much harder. AFC has all the quarterbacks, right? Besides Aaron Rodgers, who was another top NFC quarterback? Right Kyler, <clears throat> Kyler, you should know him real well. He, he hasn't won. He hasn't. Jimmy G's made it further than Kyler. Matt <laughs> Kyler, has, Kyler has not won a playoff game yet. Matt Stafford. I mean, yeah, fine, right? He's the cha- he just won a he just won a Super Bowl. Come on, we can't yeah. disrespect him that much. The the NFC is more uh, is is funny. The NFC has more defensive so teams. Um, but the AFC, the quarterback, the balance of quarterbacks are definitely in the uh, American Football Conference. <laughs> um, the, the NFC is literally just riding off of like you know I'm not going to sound like a homer uh, because Dak has a lot to prove, but that's saying a lot. Like you know Dak's not better than a lot of the AFC quarterbacks, but in the NFC, you'd have to say um, behind Matt Stafford and um, Aaron Rodgers. Carson, Carson Wentz, Carson yeah. Wentz might I'm, be a top five quarterback gonna, like, in the NFC. Yes, he folded in the playoff game. He looked very but, bad. But Kyler consistently folds in the I fourth need, quarter of the season. I need this is becoming a theme for him. Stop I need it. you guys to absorb this right now. Carson Wentz might be a top five quarterback in the NFC. <laughs> Bro, Carson Wentz and, and, and Matt Ryan. Is Matt. Probably top five. Like, Matt come Ryan. on, bro. We forget, we forget about Matt Ryan. Listen, Matt Ryan might be top three. <laughs> you want to talk about tweets? Did you see the tweet that Trayvon Diggs 
sent. Yes. Once the announcement was made that Carson Wentz has been traded to the uh, commanders, uh, commanders, he sent a smiley face. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you know he's about to get him a couple picks. Um, you know, but I want to I want to piggyback off what Woody said when you talked about the Seahawks and disrespect. Um, yes, the Seahawks got a large overhaul of picks. And if you're rebuilding, you want those picks. But I have never, and fellas, let me know if I'm overlooking something. Never in my timeline of life have I seen a team trade a franchise quarterback for an unknown future, right? It's one thing if you trade it and you kind of because you got this hot, you know, this guy with this cannon arm on a bench who you're like, you know what, we can start him and we can trade this guy and get more to build around him, right? But to just trade your franchise, Russell Wilson has one losing season in his career. And it was last year when he got injured and played the rest of the season with a not fully healed finger, right, on his throwing hand. One losing season. Now, I get you need to build your team, but you're going to go out there with Drew Locke. And, yeah, you have picks, but who's what quarterback are you going to get with those picks? I mean, are you counting on the kid from Alabama? What if he gets injured next year, right? And what if he can't come out for two years? What are you going to do? To me, the Seahawks just made a big-time mistake. And, yeah, they got picks, but I guess we're going to have to see what they do with them. Um, but if you don't have a franchise quarterback, you don't have a chance. Like those Baltimore Ravens teams that won with Trent Dilfer, that's not happening again in today's NFL where it's harder for the defense. It's, it's funny you said, like, what are they going to do with their picks? Because as we all know, the, the Seahawks shipped off two first-rounders for Jamal Adams, bro. So, like, you can't really trust what, what that front office is about to do. I know. I see I see you, uh, Woody. I see you, bro. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I guess this is a, a topic that I just bounced around. With. I, I saw it on yeah. Twitter, of course. But um, apparently there's rumors that they may go for Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Deshaun Watson. What's your thoughts? For me, what doesn't make sense is why didn't you just go straight to the jugular? And if you really wanted Deshaun Watson, why didn't you just do a quarterback swap? Right. And I think I know the answer to that because uh, Russ had a no trade clause. One of the rare contracts mm. had a no trade clause. So, you know, Russ was, uh, well, real quick, back, back pedal. So, apparently, the Seahawks were engaging with the Washington Commanders. It's so weird to say that, Washington Commanders. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so weird, bro. It's my first time saying that out loud. I've been texting about it, but uh, you damn know, near for, know for sure that Russ doesn't want to go to Washington D.C., so mm -hmm. he went to the Broncos. So I don't know. Like, what y'all th what what y'all thoughts on? Doesn't Deshaun also have a no trade clause? I think he's in control of where he gets traded. Also, he does. Yeah, he does. And the Seahawks have to be on some. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what type of you know illegal substances they have in Seattle, but they got to be on every single one of them if they think Deshaun is going to be like, yeah, you know what? I'll go there. I they got I'm nothing right now. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Their line is not great, but, I mean, you have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, yep. Noah, see, now you have Noah Font, right? Like, that's a, that's a, a decent receiving core. Um, Chris Carson out there in the backfield. If he's healthy, I don't know if his legs work. Rashad Penny? Who's on Who's defense? Like, is, is, that, is that? I feel like that's a decent. That's a decent lineup for, for oh. me. For me, I think that that's enticing enough for Desha Deshaun. Just wants out of Houston, right? He wants a right. fresh. That's start. what I'm saying. And 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 for him to even go 
to uh to another division right i'm sorry another conference going to nfc like going up pacific north is completely a different like turnaround fresh slate um and and to woody's point he he does have weapons like he has some offensive weapons i think for deshaun he just wants to start fresh yeah let's be real though we know Pete carroll is gonna want to run the ball 40 times now so it doesn't matter who his quarterback is He's gonna have Deshaun running it. You know what? You know what? He's gonna have to go trade for like T- Taysom Hill or something. Just yeah. <laughs> oh my, he's salad. We still don't know when Deshaun is gonna be available because as soon as he gets ready to play, Roger Goodell is gonna be like, hold up now, hold up now. We gotta figure out this. You violated the shield, the code of conduct, right? And like, I mean, I don't know, man. It's just a mess. I feel like the Seahawks. Something must have happened inside. Like there had to, I don't think this story is out there, but I'm just speculating. Something had to happen inside because last year, obviously there was some dysfunction. Um, They start putting Russell Wilson's name in rumors. So Russell Wilson said, oh, you're going to put me in rumors? I'll tell you where I want to go. He came out and he named his destinations. Nobody does that. It's like a scene out of NBA 2K, right? He (laughs) named where he wanted to go. And then... He said, I'm all in. I'm here. Like, I'm not going to be traded. I'm here. Played this year and they traded him. Right. So I think something had to go wrong because it just seems like this trade was a little bit emotional and irresponsible to me because they can't, they don't have, there's no, yeah, you got weapons, but who's passing to those weapons now? Drew Locke? Drew Locke just had weapons. He just had weapons. He's got the same weapons that we're saying Russ is going to cook with. Right. He just had those guys. He did nothing for me. So now he's with Russell's weapons, who weren't as good as Denver's weapons. Well, what is Drew Locke going to do? What is he going to do? I just don't get it, right? You don't have control over, all right, if you draft Willis, you know, he's a rookie. We don't know what, you know, we don't know what he's going to bring. But I get it if you get him, okay, and if it works, it works. But then what if you don't get a quarterback in this draft? Then what are you going to do next year? What if you don't get Deshaun? What if, this, like, you just, it's irresponsible, it's ridiculous, and Seattle, you deserve all the smoke that's coming to you. I, I think that's it's more I mean. so that 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 they know they can't compete now against the the Niners, against the the reigning Super Bowl champs, right? So when is a good time to rebuild? Probably right now, right? Because the, that conference is not getting, or sorry, that division is not getting any easier, right? With Kyler, I know we're putting down Kyler, but that's still a, a scary team for the first half of the season. But that's a scary team at first. <laughs> so I I think for me, I think it's just like the Seahawks are like, hey, this is our if we're gonna rebuild. And while we have trade value for this franchise, well, it's funny to say franchise is 33, but with this this elite future Hall of Famer, I think Russ is a future Hall of Famer. Now's the time to do it. It's almost like that Dame situation. Let's, let's use Dame as an example, right? Like, what are we doing with the Blazers, right? Like, Dame's 31, right? Do we just ship him off and say, hey, are we? Are, is our roster built to compete now to win a championship now? To be honest, no, right? The Blazers champ, uh, roster is not right now. Same thing with the Seahawks. Is, is there – Roster ready to compete now, right? So it's one of those like we're talking about chipping off Dame. Seahawks kind of made that decision. Good call. Great point. Yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say since we're all we're all somber right now, I'm gonna continue <laughs> off the that, that somber mood. Yeah, right the now. rescue. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the best signal right now. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I. I I, I just I gotta feel for you know this one guy who 
you know, he wanted to be a head coach, right? He finally flapped his wings. He he got cold feet the first time, you know, and now he, he's back out there. He wants to be a head coach. The team that he's joining just made it. They just made it to the playoffs. And he's like, all right, yeah, I'm the new head coach of the, uh, you know, Vegas Raiders. Okay. Oh, yeah. We just made the playoffs. We about to go there again. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Russell, wait, wait, he went, what? <laughs> now that division, poor Josh McDaniels, oh, my gosh. Every QB in that division is just going to be torching those boys up. I'm torching those boys up, man. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, hey, Josh McDaniels known to run back home, man. He might back out. <laughs> we'll he did it once. That was, that was Belichick's plan, right? He's like, listen, <laughs> we'll let him go fail again, and then we'll take you – Come on back. Be our offensive coordinator again. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, listen. Rain, Don, it was an absolute fire episode, man. We thank you guys. The dual podcast representing coming on the Side to Side Sportscast. You know, ladies and gentlemen, please make sure you follow the dual podcast. Fellas, state those socials. Go ahead, Rain. Rain always closes us out, man. Come on, you always close us out, bro. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you can find us at the Dual Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter, also our website. Um, We're going to have a new blog coming out this week, so be on the lookout for that. But, yes, at the Dual Podcast, all socials. And come let us know, man. Come come hit us up. Let us know what y'all want to hear. If y'all want us to be on on, uh, Side to Side again, let us know. We'll we'll come on again. If you want us to have them come on again. We'll have y'all come on too. So hey, hey. for real though. And we we gotta get we hey, first and foremost, we appreciate the hospitality, bro. I had yeah. so much fun this episode. It was so dope meeting uh all uh, well both of y'all because I already met uh Woody, but we gotta get we gotta get you all three on the on the pod episode sooner rather than later because oh, yeah. I had too much fun, man. Hey, say word, say when we you in ever, you ever right? need to Let's talk get you ever and, need a passionate guy on the on the Celtics. <laughs> my, uh, my sister my sister is a celtics fan diehard celtics right. my sister and, and brother-in-law which oh, oh. They, they, yeah they they met in michigan so right. random and they're both diehard uh, celtics yeah man yeah but um i really appreciate it y'all and and excited to continue to collab hey we appreciate it man and we are absolutely down to come on the duel and hold it down and next time we bring you on man we got to do some wings and things i think i think that's going to be a fire. we got to <laughs> do wings and things you know and we'll talk more about that offline but hey ladies and gentlemen we want you to come through on the sports cast and call it how you see it call it how you saw it Call out those who didn't see it how you saw it. Represent what you think about what's going down in the sports world today and hold it down with the crew. Until then, we out.